There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. It's Friday. Oh, yeah. It's Friday all day. And people love that. I'm not really one that really loves Fridays that much because I really like Monday through Friday a lot. I like the weekends, but I like Mondays. One of my favorite days because you get back after it. But I know a lot of people love Friday. I like Friday, and it is Friday. This is starting to sound like that one song. It's Friday. It's, oh, man, don't make me think about that. Remember that? Please stop. Catchy Please tune. Please stop. Oh. It'll be in my head all day, and I'll just like <laughs> want to blow my brains out. Rebecca Black, right? Yes, Rebecca Black. I can't even remember how it actually went, but don't remind me. Yeah, I kind of can't either. I just remember it was bad. It was bad, but now it's going to be in somebody's head that's in the audience, and they're going to hate us. <laughs> um. I wanted to follow up real quick on, we've done so much with the Super Bowl, the TD Ameritrade ad challenge, and we've gotten so much press out of that, so much recognition from clients of Thinkorswim, and people were asking, how do I keep up with these stocks? How do I watch what happens to these stocks? And so there's really, um, there's two really cool ways. The first is... Um, We actually partnered with Yahoo Finance to create a watch list in their Yahoo Finance mobile app that you can access. Sick. um, Which kind of treats the eight winning companies as a portfolio, an equally weighted portfolio, which I think is kind of cool. It's not a portfolio, obviously, that we recommend. We're not investment advisors, but it's a way to keep up with, all right, let's see how these companies do over the next year. They spent so much money on these Super Bowl ads, and they did very well. Let's see how that goes. So I think that's really cool inside the Yahoo Finance app. You can find it. I think it's called uh, the Big Game Winners Watch List. Cool. uh, Powered by Likefolio. The other way is inside of Thinkorswim. They've also created a public watch list uh, called the, I believe it's called the TD Ameritrade Ad Challenge Winners uh, Watch List. But you can find it in public watch lists. It's those eight stocks. Uh, just so you can keep an eye on those uh, the entire time. So there's two ways to keep up with the stocks. Uh, the way to keep up with... Well, one thing to mention, yeah. if you're looking at the public watch list in TOS, definitely make sure you have social sentiment activated in TOS. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're really going to leverage the power of that watch list. Yeah, that's right. you got to activate uh, social sentiment. So you just go, you go to charts, and then you go to settings, click on the equities tab, and then just make sure social sentiment is checked. That's great. That's a great call because that's how then you can keep up with how are these companies continuing to do in terms of the social sentiment and yep. the uh, consumer reactions on Main Street. Because it's not all about, obviously, it's not all about a reaction one night on the Super Bowl. Absolutely. It's about, you know, can they sustain that? Can these companies continue to deliver uh, positive uh, results for their customers? Because that's ultimately what translates into earnings and revenue for the company. Yeah, just make sure you visually smooth out the Super Bowl spike because if you if you think it's going to well, retain actually, that level. No, actually on Toss, because and we're working with them on this, because on Toss they don't chart 
any data if there's no trade. So since it was after hours, non-market hours, oh, really? there are no, the Sunday spike from Super Bowl is not in the social sentiment charts. The Monday morning spike from okay. people continuing to talk about it. That's and, good to know. And following through. Um, so, but it is important no matter what to smooth out those data because the the data is shown in daily values, which can have a little bit of jumping around for each company. Uh, but if you smooth them out and sort of apply a trend line to mm-hmm. those, that's how I use it. That's how Landon uses it. And that's, that's how, how I use it. you use it. Like that's the way to use it because we're trying to spot trends. We're not trying to spot, you know, individual up and down days. That's not going to translate the next day into stock prices. It's all about a trend on Main Street that's going to impact the stock in the future. Yeah, and I create that. I visually create kind of like a trend channel. Yeah, based on where the majority of the noise is. Yes, you know, I, I say noise, but the majority of the the data is showing. Like if you get a huge spike up, I just completely eliminate from that from my visual channel. Or if it's a huge spike down, I just eliminate that. I just kind of follow what looks logically to be the, the trend channel. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool if you could just apply a moving average of your choice to that data? Uh, and then see that trend, you know, smooth. That would out. definitely be helpful. I think I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'll email. We've talked about it with Thinkorswim, and they know, and they're always continuing to improve the product. So I think that will probably happen in 2017, uh, hopefully sooner than later. Um, yeah, so that's cool. So that's some great ways to keep track of these Super Bowl top eight companies, which I'm going to do because I'm just super interested in. I mean, holy cow, they spend so much money on this stuff. Let's see how that translates. And let's see if these winners, you know, if we get something where we see that these winners do very well in the first quarter, second quarter of the year, then next year when we watch the Super Bowl ad challenge, we'll have a little bit more uh, reason to watch and a little bit more excitement around who those top companies are going to be. So I want to bring something up real quick. Is I've it pizza? It, no, no, no. It's 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 still sticking with this. <laughs> but pizza is definitely on the brain. Um, I've had actually a lot of friends hit me up about this like Folio Super Bowl ad challenge. And they've a few of them have said, So what did you guys just basically look at, you know, mention volume that, that Twitter spit out? And I was like, No, 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 it was way more in depth than that. So I'd like I'm sure there's some listeners out there that think the same thing. I'd like you to just give a little bit Yeah, of to insight. clarify. Yeah. No, what it is, is we have a direct data feed from Twitter of every tweet, uh, period. And then we filter that down to mentions of brands or pro- products owned by publicly traded companies. And so all of the publicly traded companies that advertise in the Super Bowl, we were tracking mentions of those brands and products automatically. During the Super Bowl for the TD Ameritrade ad challenge, what we did was we said, all right, now we are going to determine the winner of this by looking at which of these companies has the most definitely positive mentions about the brands and products that it owns. Mm-hmm. So what what we're declaring with the TD Ameritrade ad challenge, what TD Ameritrade is declaring using our data is which companies got the most positive response, not in terms of percentage positive, but the most raw number of definitely positive tweets about the brands and products that they advertised in the Super Bowl. Sure. And so um, that's we think that's the right way to do it. We talked to some um, advertising uh, executives. We talked to some people that are very familiar with what companies are trying to accomplish in marketing campaigns, especially big ones like the Super Bowl. And the consistent thing was 
look, um, you don't want to look at just, you know, is it mostly positive? Is it, you know, because that would have led you to Buick being the winner because everybody loved that ad, Mm -hmm. but no one continued to talk about it. And so it was that short-term spike I think we talked about on a show a few days ago that got a a short-term spike uh, in mentions and overwhelmingly positive. But the no, conversation, no mention retention, no mention retention. It did not continue throughout the Super Bowl. It did not carry over into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. like you saw for Coke, like you saw for Volkswagen through its Audi ad, that sort of thing. So that's really the key. Is yes, for some of these, there was also a lot of negative chatter, sure. but all that did was create incentive or. Uh, yeah, I guess incentive for people who liked the ad to talk more about it positively. Sure. And so, um, you know, for us, the, the impact was, um, you know, how, how much did this resonate? How much chatter did it generate in a positive way for the company? Absolutely. That's what we measured. And I think it's key to mention something. This is what I've told my friends also, um, something that Nicole brought up when she was talking about the stuff on Monday with uh, all the different news outlets that she had interviews with. You guys really filter out the noise and in the tweets that aren't necessarily associated with this product. One great example is somebody could say, "This is an amazing Super Bowl. Um, Atlanta Falcons are crushing them, but stranger things have happened. New New England could come back." Right. So you'd see the word "stranger things" and "amazing," and you you might associate that with a positive mention from Netflix. Right. But you guys know that that is not associated with Netflix. Correct. We are. Filtering it down so that we are, you know, I would say the percentage, um, you know, we're probably 95% sure that the person is talking about the actual show. We have other keywords. We have other ways of looking at where it lies in the sentence, that sort of thing that gives us a greater indication that they're talking about the show and not just using it as a phrase in the stranger yeah, things. Yeah, see, I think that's super powerful. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. And, uh, get, you know, we actually be clean data, man. Yeah. We actually saw some reports that Netflix, um, stranger things had clearly won the Super Bowl ads exactly. because it had like six times the number of mentions as other things. It's like, yeah, because this phrase stranger things can be used and applied any tons of manners today. Forget the show. Like just today, uh, I'm sure stranger things is the, the phrase stranger things is being said. 15 times more often than the phrase Mr. Clean. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. But, absolutely. But um, you have to know what the person's talking about. Yeah, and it's, it's not associated with Netflix brand. Right. Right. When they're saying it. Right. Or at a small, all. you know, a small percentage. I keep saying that hearing the word percentage and that starts with the letter P and that keeps making me think of pizza. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm so distracted. All I was looking to think about on Friday is pizza. Yeah. I see your mouth moving and I'm just hearing the word pizza, 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 pizza. <laughs> Man, I do, what's your favorite pizza? Forget, like like brand or topping. Uh, no, your favorite pizza. If you're just if you've got one last pizza meal, where are you gonna go eat that pizza and what's gonna be on it? I'll tell you mine. I mean, it's got to oh, go, go ahead. I know what you're gonna say. Go My, ahead. Mine is Taroni's in Evansville, Indiana. Oh, that's not what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, there's this. So Taroni's I you're has go Lumil, Luminati's. Now that's a close second. Yeah, that is a close second. But Taroni's in Evansville, Indiana, is one of those just like it's amazing thin crust. Um, they have the toppings are phenomenal, and 
it, what's really fun, I, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana. That's where I went to high school and um, a couple years of college before I transferred. But anyway, Taroni's was kind of the, the deal. And anybody I talked to that grew up around the Evansville area mm-hmm. or even spent any amount of time enough to have that pizza will report back, yes, that is my favorite pizza of all time. Nice. It really does uh, carry over, and you can't get it anywhere else, so I'm not really promoting it for other people. There's no reason to go to Evansville, Indiana just for this pizza, mm-hmm. but if you're driving through or you're close – um, yeah, man, it is just so good. And I can eat so much of it because it's thin crust. Yeah, I love, I love thin crust. And the pieces are cut so small that you can always have one more. So we've got the same style of preference. What's yours? Um, oh, and on mine I'll have sausage, mushroom, and pepperoni. Yeah. Maybe I mean, some green pepper. See, I, I would, so I'm going to start with the topping. I would do sausage, pepperoni, green pepper. Mm-hmm. I just love that combo. I can do without mushroom, but I don't, I don't dislike them. So I'm, I'm, Fine with it if it's there, but it's not going to be on my last pizza. Fat Clemenza's makes a bomb pizza. I don't know if you've had. I know you've been there down in Destin. Yes, I don't, I don't know I if you've love. had the pizza there. It's brick oven. It's thin. It's got that like burnt bottom because I like the burnt little yes. taste. You know, just a hint mm-hmm. of that burnt flavor. And it's nice and crispy, but in the in the right spots, it's not crispy. And the toppings are primo. You know, and it's made by Italians. I that mean, it, place is legit. It's so legit. I, I, mean, I just love brick oven. There's something about brick oven pizza. Yeah. Thin crust brick oven pizza that just has like this flavor and this, I don't know, it just, it just tastes right. It does. It's so good. Um, I love that place, Fat Clemenza's. We would go there. If we're there, if we're in Destin for a week, we go to Fat Clemenza's at least twice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Generally twice for me. I go like first night I'm there and then either last or second to last night. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. Um among the what about among like national or regional brands? What I'm are you a, gonna uh, go with? I'm a Papa John's guy when it comes to national or regional. Yeah, that's a Louisville company. Exactly. It's um it's amazing. And it tastes I, I just think it tastes good. Yeah, I think it's pretty I like the thin crust. That's what quite I bit. always get the thin crust. Yeah, the normal crust it doesn't really do it for me. I don't even know the last time I had normal crust. Yeah, see, so you found what you like. Sure. That's what people that's what everybody does with pizza. They find what they like, they order that every time, and then they think everyone else that doesn't like that's stupid. So my Papa John's order is thin crust, green peppers on everything, half pepperoni, half sausage. Ooh, I like that. Just so like you get a little I, I, Yeah, I can handle that. Man, has he killed it. I mean, Whoa. still lives in Louisville. The company's still based in Louisville. What He started it across the river, right, with just like one oven in a gas station or something like that? Uh, I, read the, I read the story a while ago. I just can't remember. All I, mean, I know is his house is ridiculous. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, he lives a mile from where we are right now, less, yeah. less than a mile. I mean, he lives like a half mile right there. Yeah. He's got a couple golf holes on his it's backyard. Great. It's great. Like legit full par four, par three. Yeah. No, he's he's got it going. And it's so great to see like a guy go from 20 years old to probably, I don't know what he is now, maybe 50. So in a 30-year single generation going from you know basically zero to – billion mm-hmm. you know oh, yeah. and, and like that's that's so cool to watch it's also cool to go over here to village anchor and sea hag right down the road mm-hmm. and i mean i've bumped into him multiple times and i haven't had like full conversations with him but i've had you know just like passing and he's a friendly guy he's cool yeah, yeah. no i know he's just part of the community and i mm-hmm. think that's really cool i think for me 
Um, you know, I like Papa John's fine. That's always what the kids want to get. Um, so I always insist on the thin crust because I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes Pizza Hut stuffed crust is just like this. It's like if you want to just gorge, you know, it's that, that's pretty good. Um, but for me, if you're going to talk about national or regional brands, um, you know, the one that's up and coming is Blaze Pizza for me. Sweet. Which is fast casual. And I don't know if, how many of them there are. I think there's probably like three or 400 stores. I know LeBron. Is there that many? Yeah. LeBron James is an investor now. I knew that. And, uh, they're popping up everywhere. There's, um, but I love that. You know, it's like, a chipotle for pizza you just walk through you tell they put the toppings on right in front of yeah, you whatever they, sauce you want there's like four different sauces you can choose from there's yeah there's like 30 toppings i go, I go pretty wild when i'm in there yeah because you could you feel like you're just customizing right there you're not it's different than ordering off a menu yeah where you're just reading words and you're like i don't know if i but then when you're seeing it as you walk Fresh. through you're like yeah, you know, throw really fresh, throw a little bit of colorful toppings. Yeah, no, it is good. And then they throw it in that oven for like 180 seconds. Pull it out, boom, you're ready. You're eating within five minutes of walking into the place. It's really good too. And I, I find myself when I go to Blaze, I always end up getting like a healthy pizza because I see all these like vibrant colors: greens, reds, yellows, and I end up getting spicy sauce, chicken, and then I throw all this healthy stuff like basil, spinach. Chopped tomatoes, banana peppers, green peppers, red peppers, a little bit of like those garlic. They've got fresh garlic cloves. Yeah. I put the garlic oh, cloves on there. It's phenomenal. They got, they do have great veggies. It's almost like the one place where I could go just a veggie pizza and be yeah. totally satisfied. But what, what's cool about that is we actually did a little, um, we kind of did a, um, sample or, uh, experiment, you know, with, uh, Blaze and their social media team, they reached out and said, hey, we just kind of want to see some sample data. Would you be willing to do it? And we said, yeah, send us some free pizzas. And they sent us f- cards for 10 <laughs> free pizzas. The team got to go out to Blaze and enjoy that. And we ran the um, social data for Blaze and its competitors as we would for public companies, right? So we get private companies all the time or private or investors in private companies all the time reaching out saying, Hey, I'd like to see the social data that you're doing for public companies. I'd like to see it on private companies because I'm thinking about investing or I want to know how my company is doing versus competitors. So Blaze has these competitors, which I don't think I've ever been into any one of these. Um, and I'm sure a lot of them are, they must be similar. They're fast casual pizza. Um, I recognize a couple of them. There's a couple I don't even recognize the names. Yeah, one is Pie 5, which I assume means you're going to get your pie in five minutes. Or maybe it's like a high five. Yeah, it could be like high five. Like, yeah, slap high five me. You're getting a pizza, a delicious pizza. Then there's Mod. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard Have of you Mod. had Mod? I've never had it. But Have I've you had any of these on there? No. Mm-mm. And then there's one called And Pizza, which I think is just a terrible brand name. But mm. um, Not a fan. But anyway, Blaze came out. Uh, Your pie. Yeah, some of these were very small. Uh, but, you know, Blaze's, Blaze came out on top um, on this fast casual pizza social data report card, which I think probably is very reflective of the success they're having in the marketplace. They're adding lots of stores, and customers are very happy. I've never met anyone that doesn't enjoy uh, going into Blaze. And, um, it's a great name, too. It is. It's cool. and. I don't I don't even know how we got on this topic. I mean, Blaze did give us 10 free pizzas for that sample report, but they did not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> and we're giving them a lot of 
I, you know what? You, we, you we make are, a great product. We, we I'm are just sounding like t- we're sponsored, aren't we? <laughs> well, you make a great product, and I really like it. I'm going to talk about it. Um, all right, so uh, let's get off of pizza because I'm just getting so hungry. It's almost noon here, I think. Well, let me, um, tell, let me tell you about the pizza I had last night, then we can stop. Okay. So there's a place called Nushnash that um, mm-hmm. opened about a year ago right next to my house, like walking distance from mm-hmm. my house. And the guy's name is Anoush. So it's Noosh Nosh. You know, Nosh is just like I'm going to eat. Um, they have this, this like $300,000 pizza oven. It's crazy ornate, awesome, cooks pizzas in two minutes and they are money. It's thin crust, the type we like. Ah. I got the veggie pizza. It had tomato, asparagus, chopped up asparagus on okay, it. I can see that. Mushrooms and green peppers. Nice. And yeah. you loved it? It was delicious. Did you eat the entire thing? I ate the entire thing. Yeah. It's I- cause it's like a personal side. I mean, it's, it's probably a 10 inch maybe, and, you know. I can grub when I want to grub. That's right. That's the key. I I hate taking pizza home because I love having pizza that I took home, but I hate that I didn't finish the pizza. Yeah, I hear that. You know, I want to get after it a little you bit. You should try Nushnaus pizza, man. It's really good. I'm going to. I just got back in town last night from the T3 conference in Sweet. Um I guess it's Los Angeles. So I actually flew into John Wayne Airport, which is near Anaheim, more in the Orange County area. That's, that's where I was born. Um, which is a very nice area. Mm-hmm. And uh, the T3 conference there is, um, you know, I think that the way it was described to me, it's kind of like the CES of uh, investment advisor shows. So it's very much focused on technologies that are being uh, rolled out to the registered investment advisor market. Very cool. And um, Riskalyze, which is a company that I'm on the board of, uh, their CEO, Aaron Klein, who's a good friend, um, was the keynote opening speaker for the T3 conference this year. Really? So we decided to have our board meeting there after the keynote so that we could see him uh, you know, give this keynote presentation and then just go back in the hotel and dive into all the board things that a board has to do. But anyway, this this keynote presentation, it was really cool because what Riskalyze is doing, and I know we got a lot of, um, you know, I can see it on Twitter. We have a lot of investment advisors that listen to this podcast and that also just follow like Folio and follow me and um, interact with me and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know this will resonate. And I also kind of just want to give people a little heads up on what's going on in fintech, cool. you know. Um, but so Klein goes up there and, he t- and he's rolling out this. Um, and what Riskalyze started out as is a platform for uh, investment advisors to show to their clients and it, and basically measure the risk tolerance that a client had in a quantifiable way and then make sure that the portfolio that the client was invested in matched up to that risk level, which is now called the risk number mm-hmm. and is trademarked by Riskalyze. So they created the risk number technology. So it was a great um, tool. It was customer-facing for the investment advisor and for his clients. And, uh, you know, has grown thousands and thousands, I think 19,000 users now are on this platform. So it's become a very powerful interface, right? So now what Riskalyze does and just kind of dropped a bomb on the entire industry, I think. Um, I probably, I probably should have gotten clearance to talk about this since I'm on the board, but I'm just going to go for it because they presented at T3 and what they presented was, uh, now, through the Riskalyze platform, not only can you see and adjust the portfolio in terms of, you know, making adjustments and then seeing how that will connect to the 
risk number of the mm-hmm. client. But now they've taken it a step further. They've created this store, and sort of like an app store, on the Riskalyze platform where an advisor can choose among asset managers or asset strategies, right? So you can say, all right, I want, I want to use this asset strategy uh, for this client. It looks like it has a risk score very much in line with this client's risk number. And so you can say, okay, I want to use this one from XYZ company, enable that. And then now what Riskalyze is rolling out, I think in the next six months, what was announced at this conference was now not only can the advisor do all of this, but but starting soon when trading and rebalancing is rolled out, the Riskalyze registered investment advisor will be able to, with one click, execute all of those trades across all client accounts oh, wow. and, and rebalance all portfolios for all clients with one click to their risk number using this uh, this kind of app store, the partner store. To a variety of risk numbers? Yeah, yeah. So so you may have a risk number 76, and I go through and I say, all right, Nick's 76, I'm going to go into the uh, store, I see this um, – this fund or strategy is, you know, in the 75 to 80 range. So I'm going to assign that to Nick. I can do little edits because I know Nick likes this stock or whatever, make sure that's not um, impacted. And then I can say, okay, and then Julie, she's a risk 58. I'm going to check out this different asset strategy, put these two combinations together for her. Sure. Now that's all low. That's all ready to roll. And instead of saying, all right, now, copy and paste or put this down on a legal pad and then go execute it at my custodian and broker, I, I will connect to the broker through Riskalyze and say, boom, execute all these trades. And it gives me the, wow, okay, you're going to you know, reduce Nick by this many shares of what he already owns because we're going to buy this many units of this mutual fund. We're going to add this to Julie's and take away some cash and boom, one click, it's all done. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. That's so a game think, changer. Yeah, it that's totally disruptive. is. That's why I wanted to bring it up on the show because it's it's nice disruptive technology that's yeah. actually happening in fintech because it's been a while since we've seen some cool stuff in fintech. You know, we've kind of seen... You're, you're killing me right now because I wasn't able to do that investment, that opportunity and risk a lot. I know, I know. Um, oh, man, this but, is such a beautiful company. They're just really killing it. I love it. They are, and I'm saying that because I'm on the board and I'm involved and I love it, but also because I think that just as a fintech fan, it's about time we had somebody competing on something other than price. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen all these rollouts of, all right, now you can do zero commissions and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's cool. That's good for a certain segment of the population that doesn't want really advanced features in their platforms. But what are we going to do to make people's lives easier, sure. not cheaper? And so that's that's why I was real excited about the um, risk class thing. And man, I mean, you're talking Aaron Klein. We go out to these board meetings. I'm telling you, it is 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. There's maybe a 15 minute break in the whole thing. Really? I mean, it is. That's heavy. It's packed in. That's it's heavy. pretty heavy. Um, I'm surprised you aren't in bed right now. Yeah, no. Um, but anyway, it's high energy stuff, so I love it. And um, it, it's also a really cool conference. That T three conference. If you're an investment advisor, I would make sure you're there every year because you get you get to see the f- cool stuff coming out before anybody else. Yeah, I might have to go to that next year, even though I'm not an investment advisor. Just I just like technology associated with financial markets. Yeah, and it's cool. It's it's a cool area. Yeah. Um, I like that. You know, to go visit. That's really cool. I'm glad Riskalyze is <laughs> making big moves like that. Yeah, me too. Um, so I think I think that's great. And 
I don't know. We're kind of running long. We got talking so much about pizza. This is like, um, we've talked about pizza so much. We talked about Riskalyze. It's like I'm just talking my book. No, uh, I'm true. talking my book all day today. It's Friday, so it's, e- I, it's easy to do. You know, it's easy to get carried away when you're talking your book. I love it. That's because I love my book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no fake in the funk here. Um, we've got next week. Garmin is going to announce. Is it Wednesday morning? Yeah. And so Tuesday's show. We're going Tuesday, Fridays on Like Folio shows now. So make sure you're subscribed in the Like Folio app. Make sure you're following us on Twitter because we put out the um, the link every time the, the show comes out. Um, Garmin, next week we're going to have our show on Tuesday. And in that show, I think we're probably going to create the trade that we're going to take into earnings, correct? I, I think so. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. All right. I got one lined up for y'all. Hope you're ready. All right. I can't wait. We got to see the price action on Monday and Tuesday and see how every, everything with the options all price out as we go into the earnings report. But we'll, we will discuss that in depth on Tuesday prior to earnings. So I like it. Sounds great. <laughs> all right. Well, I got to go get some pizza now. And I probably need to call Klein at Riskalyze and just give him a heads up that we gave out all the <laughs> divulged everything. Yeah, everything that happened. But uh, I think I think that's good. I hope everybody has a great weekend and go listen to that Re- Rebecca Black. It's Friday oh, video. Oh man, don't say it. Oh no.